1: to the Bruce Exclusive of Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bruce Exclusive. Surprise! It's Wednesday and I'm here. You were probably expecting Breaking Buffalo Rumblings with Anthony Marino, but Anthony Marino is taking a much deserved vacation with his family. So you can blame his desire and need. To spend quality time with his family. For you having to be subjected to me, not once, not twice, but three times and maybe some bonus stuff. We're working on some stuff. This week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. This week. I'm sorry, Bills Mafia and any football fans at large that you're listening to this and you have another episode of the Bruce exclusive Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week. And because it's not a scheduled episode, we're going to depart from our podcast series where we are focusing on football myths. Instead, we're going to talk about the Patrick Mahomes contract and what, if any effect it can have on the bills plan for Josh Allen. Now, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to Tarantino this. I'm going to start with the end and then go back, loop back around to the beginning. I'm going to start with the conclusion and then I'm going to tell you what led me there. The conclusion is it doesn't really have any impact whatsoever on the Bills' potential future with Josh Allen. Well, see you guys later. No, I'm just kidding because I'm going to tell you why and you want to know why. You want to know why it is that I think the Patrick Mahomes contract is not, in any meaningful sense, an impact on what the Bills will do with Josh Allen moving forward. Now, there was a great thread by at SalaryCap101 on Twitter. Make sure you follow him talking about the Patrick Mahomes contract and $63 million of Patrick Mahomes' contract is truly guaranteed. 27.6 of it was already guaranteed because he was set to make that from 20 to 21 for the last year of his contract, fifth-year option. So he gained 35.45 in truly new guaranteed money. Now, for a lot of contracts, you've heard me talk about this before. The question is, when can I get out of it And how bad will it hurt me to do it? When can I get out of this? Because there's an escalation, typically, of dead money over time. And you think, gosh, 10-year contract. If you're out of guaranteed money, you're out of the dead cap danger zone by year four, you're playing with house money from year five to year 10. Mm, Not quite. There is some unique oddity in the Patrick Mahomes contract where the roster bonuses that are associated with this contract become truly guaranteed two years ahead of time, which is weird. That's different. Example, his 2025 line on his contract has a $38.9 million roster bonus, but it becomes fully guaranteed for skill, injury and cap on the third day of the 2023 league year. This conversion process continues all the way through 31. What it means is that no matter when Kansas City wants to get out, they're going to get smacked. It's not impossible for them to cut him, but no matter when they cut him, it's going to hurt. It'll hurt if they cut him five years into it. It'll hurt if they cut him seven years into it. No matter when they try to get rid of Patrick Mahomes, it's going to hurt. So that's kind of a unique part of the Patrick Mahomes contract. It might not look like it's a ton of additional guaranteed money. I mean, $63 million guaranteed over the next couple of years. It's roughly the same as what Ryan Tannehill got. The difference is, Kansas City's kind of stuck with the contract. They can get out of it, but it's still going to hurt. There isn't a time when a player can look down and go, gosh, I'm in danger. Because NFL players do that. They know when they don't have guaranteed money left on their contract. They know when it's probable that they could be looked at as a salary cap casualty because the relationship between the cap savings and the dead cap are no longer in their favor. They don't feel safe anymore. Players know when that is. They know when they don't feel safe anymore. Patrick Mahomes, no matter when in the contract they want to cut him, it's going to hurt. So yeah, they can do it, but we're talking 50 plus million dollars in dead cap, no matter when they do it, which now to be fair, 50 plus million dollars in dead cap might not be the same in eight years as it is now, but it's still going to hurt. So that right there is an interesting, a very interesting caveat to this contract. And it means that it's one of those rare long contracts where it's possible that Patrick Mahomes sees the majority of all that money. It's not always possible when you have a seven, eight, nine, ten-year contract. You've seen the other ten-year contracts. Drew Bledsoe, Michael Vick, Donovan McNabb. They didn't see the vast majority of that money. But with the structure of Mahomes' contract, there is a reasonable chance he sees the majority, if not all of it. Which is unique. We are going to take a quick break, we are going to come back, and we are going to talk about the impact that we think Patrick Mahomes' contract could have on the Bills and Allen, but we already established it's not much, but I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I don't think it's going to have basically any impact on the Bills' contract situation with Josh Allen. Stick with me, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for joining me for this edition of the Bruce Exclusive, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter at Bruce Exclusive. We just outlined some of the things about the Patrick Mahomes contract that make it unique. And now we're going to talk about why I don't think it really has any meaningful impact, aside from raising the bar for quarterback contracts. Why I don't think it has any meaningful impact on the Bills' potential contract situation in a year or two with Josh Allen. As a reminder, Josh Allen is eligible to sign an extension after this year. Or they can do a a fifth-year option and have him play his fourth year and then his fifth-year option. The Bills can very reasonably get three more years of looking at Josh Allen before they have to pay him. If they wanted to. But here's why I even bring that up. The first reason, there are three reasons, because I like threes. You know, it's like, it's like giving a, I don't know if you've ever been to church and you see the sermon. It's like five C's or the four B's or, you know, they, they do these things, alliterative things to try and help you remember things. It's always three, five, seven, things like that. But I have three things that I would list as reasons why I don't think it matters that much. What Patrick Mahomes signed for. The first is that we don't even know if Allen is worth a market contract yet. Now, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's going to disagree with me. I had one person tell me on Twitter that I was ridiculous and to shut up because Josh Allen was, quote, a superstar. So obviously, we disagree on Josh Allen and where he's at right now. Could he become a superstar? Absolutely, he could. But I would disagree that he's one right now. So the first thing I would say is that we don't even know if he's worth an extension yet, much less a tier one market extension. The second thing is that if he is someone who plays really well this year and you start opening that door to maybe there's a contract extension, he'll still only have one year of really good production. I'm pretty sure we can agree on the fact that Josh Allen, thus far in his career, has not had a year of what we would call really good production. That has not been the case because wins aren't a quarterback stat. So going ten and six doesn't matter. It matters from a winning standpoint, but it doesn't matter when you're trucking things up to Josh Allen. So if he does do well, he'll still only have one year. Patrick Holmes had two elite years, one of which he was Super Bowl champion and really carried that team. The other which was he was league MVP. He's had two years that are better individually than Josh Allen's entire career thus far. So even if Josh Allen has a really good year, it's still just one year. Are you really comfortable with a tier one market contract with one year sample size of production? I'm not. The third thing that would impact Josh Allen's connection to the Patrick Mahomes contract is that we still got other contracts at play before Josh Allen. Mahomes' contract will be in the rearview mirror by the time it comes to pay Josh Allen. Dak, potentially Lamar. He came out the same year as Josh Allen, but they're probably going to want to pay him early if he has another year like he did. Deshaun Watson. All three of these quarterbacks have played better than Josh Allen thus far in their career and might be due contracts ahead of time. Deshaun is absolutely up for it earlier. Dak has been up for it. Lamar came out the same year as Josh, but might sign earlier. We don't know. By the time Josh Allen's time comes around for that, even if that was after this year, there would still be people who have already reset the market and established a different baseline. We will know at that point if Patrick Mahomes' contract is a statistical outlier or if it is part of a new trend. I'll be very interested to see what the DAC contract looks like and what the Deshaun Watson contract looks like. Is this the new thing? Is the structure of Patrick Mahomes' deal, are we going to get seven, eight, nine, ten-year deals that have these roster bonuses that activate two years earlier, making it very hard to get out of, but it kind of becomes a pay-as-you-go sort of contract with a lower injury guarantee, so that really the only way that they can get out of it with any sort of reasonable standpoint, is due to injury. You're still going to think a hit. Is that the new wave of quarterback contracts? Or was Patrick Mahomes a statistical outlier? It's a little bit like when C.J. Mosley signed his massive contract with the New York Jets. Absolutely obliterated the off-ball linebacker market. And I wondered, okay... The next off ball linebacker to sign, are agents and teams going to agree that that was ridiculous? Or are they going to go, no, no, absolutely. That's the new bar. CJ Mosley's the new bar. Then Shaq Thompson signed later on. And I was like, okay, cooler heads have prevailed. I think that teams and agents have agreed that the CJ Mosley contract is back crap crazy. How will teams and agents look at the Mahomes contract? We'll know once Dak and Watson for sure, but also potentially Lamar sign, maybe Baker Mayfield signs behind before Josh Allen does. Potentially. One of the other sub reasons that I want to talk about, it's not part of the main three, that I don't think it affects Josh Allen as all, is that Josh Allen from a pass attempts standpoint is as raw as they come. He had Markedly less reps. Some estimated he was 10,000 reps behind Baker Mayfield coming out of college. And I've used this. I've used this point before to discuss why we should be more patient with Josh Allen than we otherwise might have been. I'm going to use it again because it's still true, but now you might not like it as much. We should wait longer for Josh Allen from a development curve standpoint. I want to know when he's going to plateau. And I'm willing to wait longer. I don't want to sign him after this year, even if he has a good year. Because I want to know that he's capable of consistently having that level of play. Because the sample size isn't big enough. Because he's still super raw. You can't assume it's always going to be up. If he has a good year this year, you can't assume the next year will be better. Progress isn't linear. You need a bigger sample size to start to see lineal movement. And we don't have a big enough one yet because it doesn't have the pass attempts. So I'm not of the opinion that Patrick Mahomes' contract has any sort of significant relevance to Josh Allen's contract situation with the Buffalo Bills for so many reasons. To recap, number one, we don't even know if he's worth an extension yet. Number two, if he is, he'll only have one good year of production. And number three we have other quarterbacks in line ahead of him and we'll know a lot more about what the quarterback market looks like once they sign. I don't think it affects him at all. On a related note, I tweeted out an episode of Locked On Bills that I did when I filled in for Joe Marino at the end of January of 2020, specifically titled the Patrick Mahomes Quandary. And I outlined why I don't think it's reasonable to give the bills too much crap about not picking Patrick Mahomes because that narrative is starting to come around again since his contract. I'm not going to rehash that argument here. Go back and listen to that. Follow me on Twitter. Find it. I tweeted it out again or go to the locked on bills feed. If you're not there already, you're missing out because Joe Marino's awesome, but go back there. Find the episode. I think it was January 22nd and I outlined why I don't think it's reasonable to jump on the bills too much about passing on Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's more salient now than it otherwise would be. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me for this weird special edition of the Bruce exclusive filling in for Anthony Marino on Wednesdays. Stay tuned for Thursday and Friday's episode where we're going to bust some more myths. And we're going to spend Friday, the back half of the show, going through your almighty takes related to food. But make sure you hit me with your hashtag almighty takes for next week's episode, next Friday's episode, not this Friday, but next Friday, because I want to talk about your training camp takes. We're going to get back to football almighty takes, hashtag almighty take regarding training camp takes. Someone who's going to win a competition, someone who might get cut, a player acquisition that might happen, anything you want regarding training camp almighty takes. Thanks for joining me, guys. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm Bruce Nolan, Buffalo Rumblings.